0: the resistance broadcast thanks so much for joining us today everybody the base is open and if you're listening or watching this that means you are in the resistance base to join me james and lacy for another episode of trb um this is our new show uh we're gonna be talking about a bunch of stuff that has been coming out including the is there isn't there drama about kenobi who knows we're gonna try to get down to the bottom of it and give our takes on all that but uh star wars 2020 the hot stove as we as they call it in sports where there's a lot of rumors and what's going on here what's going on there is a ready piping hot uh the the it's so funny that uh things why like why do they con- call
1: it a hot stove
0: i think it's just because it's wintertime and you sit by the stove and talk about what's going on I that's a fireside that's chat yeah they call it the hot stove i don't know why they call it the hot stove
1: sports are dumb <laughs>
0: Sports are not dumb. First of all, you're like tweeting about Derek Jeter making the Hall of Fame. You're like, Derek Jeter is not only (laughs) a great athlete, he's a great person and a great baseball player, and he is gorgeous. I only know one... That is not what I said. (laughs)
2: I only know one thing about Derek Jeter other than he plays baseball. I don't know what position he plays.
1: Number two, I would assume a pitcher because he's
2: so popular, but... No, the only thing off. that I know about him is he's the guy that gets shot in the leg by Mark Wahlberg and the other guys. It's the only <laughs> thing I know about him.
0: That's amazing. Were you ever into sports, James?
2: No, like, not really. Did you play sports as a kid? I used to like sports teams, but I never mm-hmm. like watched the games or anything.
0: Okay. Because Ohio mm-hmm. State is probably one of the biggest things out in Ohio for sports. Like People yeah, are college, nuts about yeah. Ohio State football. Buckeyes. Um, and then you have like Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns, and and that, that Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess LeBron James was a big deal, right?
2: Uh, Yeah. My wife comes from, my wife's family comes from Michigan, so they are like Michigan supporters. So I inevitably end up like buying a hat or something because I like blue and yellow. It looks cool or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I'll be like walking around and people are like, go blue. And I'm like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Michigan <laughs> and Ohio State a big rivalry though? Do you get you ever get people like, "Hey, screw you, man?"
2: Um No, I I don't think it's like it, it's definitely, I believe it's the largest rivalry in college football, I think,
0: like oh. in our country. Is it a bigger um, rivalry but, but I, than Kenobi and Mall?
2: Yeah, I think because uh, Kenobi and Maul are not Big Ten. I, I don't think. Uh, no, <laughs> they're not Big um, Ten.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I know it because of the logo. It's like a B and then a 10. Yeah.
0: Like Good yeah. for you. Um, right. So you guys uh, you guys, ready for uh, should, the new they're show they're today? Cheer. A lot of, a lot of spicy stuff. The hot stove of Star Wars going on. You <laughs> know what's funny? I wonder if people who don't, like James, who don't listen to sports are going to think like we just made up this term hot stove. Like Star Wars hot stove is heating up, and uh, what's going on out there, and the rumors, oh, yeah. and who's getting traded to what, and then stuff like that. But um, I'm very excited to what's going on because we just popped in that Kenobi story, and it's fresh because of when we mm-hmm. record this. So I'm excited to talk about that. So uh, let's just hop in. Fresh into from
1: the oven.
0: Fresh, uh, fresh right, from, that's from the stove. That's enough you and your (laughs) you and your (laughs) half-baked phrases uh all right james resistance report time where is harbor harbor guy and harrison ford as han solo it's the resistance
2: it is the resistance han yep thanks for pointing that out you know what's funny it's Um, never not the resistance it isn't the, yeah, I know. It's like every week, every, that stormtrooper guy's like, what's that over there? And it's like, dude, do you not listen to the show? Get, come yeah. on.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. It's um, a hot stove. It is a hot stove out there, guys. Uh, not to be confused with the fire on Tatooine that Obi Wan Kenobi was sitting next to in the end of Rebels. Uh, mm. But speaking of Obi Wan Kenobi, um, I don't know. It honestly like we 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 you guys have probably already seen the story we're going to talk about it though. We had show notes. We saw the story that was broke by Collider and we kind of sat on it and we're like, "I don't know if we're going to talk about it or not." And then it's just there there's more people backing up that story. So, it started with Collider. Now we're looking at Hollywood reporters saying, "Hey, yo. This is me and you talking." We're hearing the same thing. This is not leaks on the internet. This is not Twitter people posting pictures of Kenobi and making it look like they know something. This is uh, these are some reputable sites um, coming out with some stuff here. So, John, you are kind of our our, our head here on uh, as far as Star Wars News Net and Kenobi news. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this. Um, mm. I guess delays. Retooling of the script, looking for uh, a different writer, um, possibly moving from six episodes to four. What's going on? So did you yes. like having a pie in your face or what? I just I just wanted <laughs>
0: to. Well, apparently I'm probably gonna have another one now. There's gonna be delays. Um, but next time I'll open my mouth. I'll actually eat part of the pie. Rogue
2: One
1: the purpose, showed a teaser that was all text. That still counts. It's still a video. James, you
2: Lacey's are going be like, to get like, I heard pie. someone talking about it. That counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> I overheard something that counts.
0: Lacey's like, Ellie, can you put a montage of Obi-Wan Kenobi up on the screen and we'll just call it a teaser? Yeah. Um, all right. Now, my thoughts on this. I'm trying to put it from the perspective of where this series got uprooted from, which was a movie. Um, And, you know, when we broke the story that they were making it into a series, it, the report was what we were told. What I was told was that the script was great. So it was never an issue with the script for Kenobi. The script was great. It was awesome. Done. So then they bring in this uh, this writer... What's the name? Amine, uh, Hossein Amini, to sort of retool it and take it and restructure it as a episodic type of story. So where I think the problem's coming in is Kathleen Kennedy seeing this movie script that gets stretched out to a six-episode TV series. Even if it's just 30 minutes, you're looking at that would that's like three hours, as opposed to a movie's probably like two fifteen. Two ten, so they probably had to stretch it out, add things to make it the their own episodic little sequence. She must have not liked that. They're talking about dunking it down to four now, which would bring you back down to the time frame of a movie. So maybe there's they're they're, they're doing a, a cutting of the fat, and they want to get down into more of the what the feel was for the movie. Uh, and maybe more of just a series, um, Yeah, maybe just breaking it up into parts and making it flow like a movie does as opposed to like Mando where it's like chapter three, Obi-Wan goes to here and encounters this. It's more of the one narrative, um, which I like. So um, I know that the, the buzzwords like indefinitely, jettisoned and stuff like that are very scary, but this project isn't going away. It's going to move forward. It's going to happen. I think we're just looking at some delays here because of that. And then also, I had been told uh, by Matt from Star Wars Sessions, who spoke to people at Pinewood, who said that the new Pinewood expansion wasn't where it needed to be due to the shareholders and stakeholders. And it's a financial issue that they're moving the production for Kenobi back to old Pinewood. So, That could be an issue for production delays as well. They have to uproot production and move it over to the new studio. So I think there's a lot going on here uh, with Kenobi, but I still don't think it is going to ultimately uh, end the project, especially they have nothing, nothing in the pipeline for upcoming movies. So this is very important for them. If they had a slate of five movies ready to rock in the chamber and stuff like that, there's less pressure like, you know what, maybe Kenobi just isn't going to work out. They are relying heavily, I think, on Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, I think there's doubts about Cassian. There's been drama about Cassian 2. That was supposed to start filming this past fall. People forget that. They're rewriting that. They brought in the guy from Rogue One to Oh, come people back.
2: don't forget that, John.
0: Uh, I, and, and then you have uh, Mando, which is the only steady thing. So I think they're relying heavily on this project working. And because of that, they'll make it work. Uh, but there's clearly issues here. And I don't necessarily think it, that's for a bad reason. If it's to make it better, then... I can wait. We waited for 15 years for Kenobi. I can wait three more months. Mm -hmm. So,
2: Lacey, what do you got on this story? Anything sticking out to you that doesn't jive or does this make sense?
1: So this makes more sense than what people were talking about a couple weeks ago where they were like, Ewan McGregor's out. Everything is ending. Oh my gosh. Random, Mm -hmm. no context Kenobi gif because I'm an irresponsible person member of the media, like that kind of stuff is just like (laughs) unnecessary. (laughs) And it's just like straight up shenanigans. This is more understanding. Production stuff happens all the time. I mean, if you look at any given... Uh, production of any TV show or movie, there's always snags along the way. They almost didn't make Back to the Future. They almost didn't make Seinfeld. Like, these are not... Like, normal things like this happen all the time. It's just you don't hear about them like you hear about them with Star Wars. So that being said... Um, A lot of the stuff that they've said in this article, we've all heard in rumblings, I've heard from people too, but it's not as serious as everyone's like jumping to the conclusion of. It's more like certain things aren't working, so they're just reworking it. And some of those rumors of the Cassian stuff with the scripts and whatnot is getting mixed in with this Kenobi stuff. And that's where a lot of crossing of stories is happening So I'm interested to see what, in fact, is Cassian and what, in fact, is Kenobi, because from my understanding from a couple people is that there are things getting the streams are getting crossed in the sense of like what people are saying about Cassian is getting mixed together with Kenobi's production. And I think what you said before, John, about the production moving locations makes more sense. And that's just a basic delay. Mm hmm. That's yeah. not anything crazy. Ewan's been sitting on this for four years. He's not going anywhere. So yeah, don't probably worry.
0: even longer because he was probably right. like, he's been on board for four years. But I'm sure there's right. Years it just drives that. me
1: nuts that everybody automatically goes to, oh my god, nine one one, everything's ending. This is going to be the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all because a lot of stuff happened with Rogue One. And people absolutely adore Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, we love solo. Solo had a lot of problems. It's just normal mm. things for productions and not just productions, general projects. Like I'm a project manager in my real life. Projects, everything goes wrong. <laughs> and you just fix it and you keep moving forward. So everyone just needs to take a take a breath. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fine.
2: Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. It's going to be great. I hear what you guys are saying about like people are jumping to conclusions saying everything's on fire, but I don't think, I don't think it's anywhere as bad as, because I think people want Kenobi to happen and they're being protective over Kenobi. Sure. So it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like. We hear stuff about Kenobi and yeah, there are people saying it's done, but when people say, you know, it's done or it's on hold or there's problems or whatever, I think a lot of people are jumping and they're like, well, hold on guys, let's all chill. Let's take a relax. Let's just, it's <laughs> clearly common, all this other stuff. But then, and, and I know this because I'm paying attention from a little bit of a different perspective. I don't care about the Kenobi story. I oh, care about the Cassie and the Rogue One story. Right when that, that looks comes like comes up, trouble. every time that pops up, that there's like a problem. Everybody's like, "It's done. It's over. So stupid. Don't know why they were making that in the first place. Never wanted it. I don't know why they were doing it. Oh, that thing's done. It's gone. See you later. Get it out of here." And I'm like. This is driving me crazy. It's the same thing with (laughs) Ryan Johnson. Like, oh, Taika Waititi brought in to uh, maybe direct a a movie. Ryan Johnson, he's out of there. He's done. They're done. (laughs) I don't want his voice in the first place. I hate that guy. I'm like, calm (laughs) down a little bit. I actually think the Obi-Wan fans right here are being a little protective. I think... There are people that are saying the project's in trouble or whatever, but I don't necessarily think they're like jumping to the collusions. I think a lot of people are trying to report it as what they're hearing. And the more and more, more and more actual outlets are coming out with, yo, dude, we're we're hearing the same thing. And I think people are still trying to say like, they would never cancel my goat. How would people react if they said the... (laughs) Is that a dig at me? No, it's it a dig at everybody who's like, Kenobi's the best character that ever existed in Star Wars ever. I wanted Ray to be a Kenobi. And
0: so James you're beca-
1: still making fun of me?
0: <laughs> James James became a pro wrestler tonight.
2: Yeah, I know. And just Let me tell you something, me.
0: brother. Cassian <laughs> and Andor Series is happening in the Superdome with Kenobi. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) I'm about to crush his bones. What you gonna do, brother, when (laughs) Cassie and Andor runs wild on you? Bone saw is
1: ready. Yeah,
0: bone saw is
1: ready. Um, We're gonna have a cage S2O
0: match. What if? Imagine because they're they're knocking it down. Imagine they do this after all this time. They're knocking it down to four episodes, which may be like two hours. Imagine they're just like, uh we're just going to make it a movie again.
1: <laughs> that was also something that was on the internet was that they were mm. moving it back to movie.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that'd be too. So funny. that
1: was one of the things I saw that they were like, yeah. Oh, the reason they're reworking it is they're reworking it back to a movie. Where'd you see that? It was just a random tweet or something.
0: A I the other tweet. thing tweet. Sources. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I don't want to give
1: the source. The oh,
0: source. Oh,
2: the, the other thing, too, is like, again, I, I think people are being defensive over how how much content is being created. Because it's like, Kenobi TV series, yeah. Oh, it's only going to be like eight episodes. There's like one season. That's good. I love it. Oh, it's going to be like six episodes. That's cool. No no problem. No problem. Oh, they're retooling it to four. I really only needed four anyway. You know, it's like people keep so defensive. I'm like, John even presented it as 4 30-minute episodes. I'm like, Come on, guys. That's a bad thing. If you no, like Kenobi, isn't this a step backwards, right?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just people want to see more of Kenobi and whatever they get. Because the he's there.
1: the go. I mean, Next I'll, story I'll you, guys.
0: <laughs> a, no, no, imagine uh, My favorite, though, uh, to cap this off from my perspective, mm-hmm. when people are like, the, when the rumors are going around that Kenobi was leaving, people are like, well... uh." You know, this guy could play Kenobi. I'm like, you are out of your friggin' mind if you think that they're going to recast somebody as Kenobi after all this. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is definite is that Ewan McGregor is being Obi-Wan Kenobi if they're making this project. So you can get rid of, if, if there's ever a rumor that he's leaving the project, I'm, the project's not happening. John, so it's either it's either him or nothing.
1: John, we're all Kenobi.
0: I'm all the Jedi. <laughs> That's a Guys, good let's idea. Let's talk about
2: hmm. let's talk about a property we're sure Kenobi's coming back to. That's Clone Wars. Well, kinda. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean, kind of?
1: It's not Ewan.
2: That's not what I said. He said Kenobi.
1: I know, but Ewan is Kenobi.
0: Is Can Alec it's not Kenobi? He's one of
2: the Kenobis. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Live action Kenobi. Um,
2: Alec Innis. All right, clone Clone Wars. Is coming back, guys. We got it. February 21st is the official release. Uh, something that maybe uh, we hadn't seen, but we, you know, we're asking around or whatever. It turns out that it is going to be a weekly show that was confirmed oh. by a publicist. So. We are getting episodes weekly from the Clone Wars. Um, not only did we get uh, the the announcement of the release date, but we also got a poster and we also got a trailer. Um, since the trailer's out, we do what we do with the movies, too. We barely talk about the poster. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it, but if you don't or want to say something quick, let's just get into the trailer, right? Um, posters pretty straightforward. Uh, it's Lacey, a lot of people, people just staring. Too, too
0: many characters again. Yeah. Yeah,
2: just too many characters. So, many people. Um, so, uh, so Lacey, let's talk about this. Are you excited? Did, did the trailer do something for you? Are you are you going to be watching Clone Wars on a weekly basis, or are you going to kind of like just binge it when it's all done? Or how you handling it?
1: So, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the biggest Clone Wars person, but I am going to watching it weekly. I'm going to watching it. I am going to watch it weekly.
2: I um, want to go to there.
1: Yeah, I want to go to there. Uh I'm excited for Ahsoka and the whole her against Maul and Maul's back. Mm-hmm. I know my husband Matt's gonna be pumped, even though he has no idea this exists.
2: <laughs> he um, thought Maul was in Rise of Skywalker.
1: I know. No, just, this is Maul, right? Um but I just had to laugh at the trailer though, because it was like we've now gotten three different trailers of Resistance, Rise of Skywalker. And the Clone Wars where it's like Dun, 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 it all comes to an end Dun, 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 what's gonna Happen, dun, it's what you wanted And I'm like, so this is the same Trailer cut three times <laughs> The same yeah, like everything comes Emotional down to this. beats and it's like people Clashing sabers and like I don't
0: know the Sounds like theme. Lacey's never
2: seen Star Wars before I,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm a huge trailer oh. person, I really Love trailers, mm-hmm. like if I could Have a dream job it would be to cut trailers i think Mm -hmm. they're super fun so when i see the same thing there's the same marketing beats and the same it's like
0: you love cutting trailers
1: shut up john
0: maybe you should finish one
1: (laughs) that's a little different that's not exciting like a movie trailer john he's talking about our patreon trailer guys i'm working on it okay it's been a long
0: and we we do a voiceover that starts like this (laughs) done 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 Everything it's all coming to an yeah. end comes to an end.
2: We'll just use the this like final trailer music
1: Do you know what oh, I'm saying though? I'm God. not trying to be like negative. It was a fun trailer. I enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it. There were really cool moments coming, but yes. it's like that marketing side where you're like, this is the same like narrative that mm-hmm. you're painting, yeah.
0: Is it my turn? John, what do you got on the trailer? I like Ahsoka. Or anything else, Lacey?
1: <laughs> I like Ahsoka.
0: Um Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a good trailer. They went definitely went for the dramatic angle. Um, it's in serious mode now. Kind of remind me of Rebels when you compare the early trailers of Rebels to like the final one. Um mm-hmm. the animation's a lot better because I, I started doing my rewatch of the Clone Wars, and it's such a clunky. Animated show, it feels like an old like Nintendo sixty four video game, and the animation now is so much better. To the point where I would, if you show me shots of the clones in Attack of the Clones versus uh, the clones in this show, I'd have a hard time knowing which one was from the live action movie, which one's from this. So, um, but uh, one thing on the poster I noticed that I want to point out that's kind of cool, and I think might be deliberate, is Anakin's face split there, um, where his face that half of his face that's in the shadows does feature elements of Darth Vader's mask like his hair comes Mm -hmm. down looking like the back of the mask helmet dome Um, that one slit over his eyes like that one piece on Vader's mask and uh, his eyes like circled like like that and then the rest is in dark shadow so I think that's kind of cool imagery and reminding me of like when Anakin's shadow is cast on the Tatooine homestead and you see like the shadow of Darth Vader instead the little Mm -hmm. Anakin. Yeah. So I think that's cool for the poster. Too many characters, in my opinion. But the trailer itself, um, a lot of action. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I know it's 12 episodes. It's going to be compact. Uh, Would have been interesting to knock it out in six hours on a binge, but I can do the waiting game. Um, gives us more time to stretch it out and talk about it on the podcast anyway. Um, now, James, we're thinking this is Siege of Mandalore, and this is going to be... this. Th- th- we may be seeing things that happen after... Uh, Order sixty six in this, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird because it's the Clone Wars, which were supposed to be have been, for more or less, done before the events of uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I guess they're kind of cheating a little mm. bit here, right?
2: No, I don't I know what's what's the Clone considered Wars are still happening during Revenge of the Sith.
0: Because I always thought it was the Clone Wars were kind of wedged in between the two movies. That's how I always saw it in my head. Well,
1: Padme's pregnant in this. Trailer.
0: That's the thing. So, and he first finds out she's pregnant in Revenge of the Sith. So we are in, it's it's overlapping. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a little interesting, but it's also a little scary to me Um, because you don't
1: know what it's going to undo or
0: or retcon or what they're going to make you look at things differently in revenge of the sith which could be a good thing or a bad thing i know a lot of people really cherish and love revenge of the sith so -hmm. it could be a bad thing if people didn't like revenge of the sith i think it could be a good thing so i'm curious what this does to that and if they consulted george because now you're overlapping with his final movie Uh, so did Dave Filoni talk to George and say, listen, I want to do this, this is how I want to involve Ahsoka and explain why she was missing, are you jiving with that, I know you helped create this character, that sort of thing, so these are the types of things I want answered, Uh, but overall I think it's fun, it's the Star Wars content that we're getting right now, so it's going to have the central focus from all fans, the Rise of Skywalker's theatrical run is going to be sputtering to its end, uh, and this will be our focus right now, Um, so I'm excited to watch it, and it's cool. Again, another thing that we can watch uh, right at home uh, on via streaming. And um, but I, I think I would have liked. I probably would have liked to binge this thing, but again, I'm cool with hammering it out week to week. But James, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's your take? You're the biggest Clone Wars fan out of the three of us, so.
2: Um, I yeah, I think the trailer definitely gives away that that Order sixty six is going to happen in the show, um, and I think a good indicator of that i mean we we looked at the cues like okay she's pregnant in the thing i think there's another scene that's very clear i actually believe it or not i noticed this before i noticed the padme pregnant thing i know she was pregnant right my first watch but i didn't put that together that that is proof that it takes place during revenge of the sith the first thing I noticed was there's a scene of Ahsoka on the ship and she like grabs her head and can like feel something affecting her. And I was like, dude, that's order 66 right there. And it also just kind of, yeah, there's a couple of the things, things too. She seems very defensive and like Rex is down on the floor. That could mean a million things, but, but we, I don't know. There's, there's clues out there too, with like, uh, you know, people saying we don't know that Rex didn't execute Order 66, but we do know he released his chip. So maybe he goes through with it and then somebody helps him. You know, it's just there's these little things that's like, oh, it makes me makes you seem that since the Ahsoka novel happens, Ahsoka is going to be the person that helps Rex through that process. Mm-hmm. She's he's with her in this se- season. Um, uh, there's a million other clues we could talk about. Um, but I also just think, just overall in general, that's a perfect way to end the show because just like how they ended that trilogy, where like just right at the end they drop Order sixty six on you. Just that's the same way they ended. Um, uh, Fallen Order. If anybody hasn't played it yet, that you know, Order sixty six is in that game. Um, and it's it's important uh, near the near the end of the game, and this is, they're going to do the same thing. I think they're just going to, they're going to show us, um, what was Ahsoka and Rex and Maul and all these characters that were clearly and heavily involved in the clone wars. What was, what were they doing when this major event happened? We're going to see the other side and why they weren't Mm -hmm. in the movie. It's kind of the, um, the where was snap Wexley during the last Jedi kind of treatment thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you think super Uh -uh. excited? Do you think that because... I probably know how you're going to answer this, but um, I think bringing it up and talking about it's good. Do you think because of the focus on the characters that we know for a fact don't die here uh, wipes out a lot of the stress and tension and worry and drama of uh, of the finale of this series? We know Maul lives. We know Ahsoka lives. We know Rex lives. We know Kenobi lives. We know Anakin, what happens with him. So... Uh, there's no stakes here for a fan watching this thing. So while it's dramatic, we know where the pieces fall after this. Um, you know know what I mean?
2: That's how I feel about it. I, yeah, I, and I literally like just, just, I can't wrap my head around that world that people seem to live in. I actually have a friend um, who used to work with me, sat next to me, and that was just constantly something that he said. Like, he's like not interested. Like he's a hundred percent not interested in the Cassian show because he already knows the end of Cassian's story. I'm like, what, (laughs) what the heck? That's fair. That is fair though. That is fair. Yeah. But do you know that temple of doom took place before Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's a, a, prequel. a prequel.
2: It's and a prequel, and it's like thing. No, it isn't because you're Indiana just going Jones on never an adventure though. with this character.
0: They're what? never killing Indiana Jones. I think they've already said that.
2: I know, but uh, Solo was a prequel. I already know what happened to Lando. What? I already know what happened to. I already know what uh, happened to uh, Chewbacca. Look, I get it.
0: I get it. But that has nothing
2: to do with it. I want to go on adventures and I don't every time like James Bond or whatever is is stuck in a situation. I go, I I don't think he's going to die, but I want to know how he gets out of this. And I'm interested and I'm intrigued in the events. Fair.
0: My only thing is Solo introduced us to new characters that we did become concerned about. Kira, Enfys Nest, uh, Beckett. Uh, other players involved uh, along the ride with Solo and Chewie where we were kind of like, oh my God, they captured Kira. What's going to happen with her? Is she going to die? Like, but So there was that. I feel like with the Clone Wars, we don't really have that. All the big players But that's here, been
2: the Clone Wars the whole series.
0: I know that. But my, my thing yeah. is uh, bridging it this close to these big events and selling it as the end and the epic conclusion. It's like, well, we know the end. So, I mean, we're going to see it and that's fine. But it's a little different than how is the Skywalker saga going to end? Like, what's going to happen? The stakes aren't there for me. So while I'm going to watch it, enjoy it, be entertained by it, be like, okay, so they told it the story we know, that's how mm-hmm. they told it. Whereas opposed to how yeah. are they going to tell the story? So one thing I think we will spare it is that there won't be as much backlash because people can't set up their expectations on how things are going to happen because we already know how they happen. So I guess it's a yeah. good thing there. So I think that's overall a good it will be received out. really well.
2: That's a good thing to point out, too, is that Dave Filoni at past celebrations has told us this story. We already know what's going to happen, not just because of books and stuff, but literally to the extent of like... Well, this is why Ahsoka came back. She came back because she saw uh, he, uh, Darth Maul was on Mandalore and then they were going to try to trap him. So she asked for Kenobi's help. And then, you know, like he's told the whole story. Like we already know everything yeah. that's going to happen. Right. Um. Yeah. So, but I, it doesn't matter to me because it's like, that's like somebody coming in and, and telling me what happens in the rise of Skywalker. And I would be like, okay, the, I, now that I know it's going to happen, but I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I want to, go like, on yeah, that journey. That's fair. That's yeah. fair.
0: Yeah. Right on. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Hi, Lacey. How are you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> Lacey, um, do you wish
0: it was a binge scenario or do you, are you down with a weekly? I don't care either way.
2: <laughs> I think a better question is, is since you are like that, where like you don't really feel the stakes of stuff, does, is that lower Clone Wars for you? Or this season.
1: So here's the thing. I'm excited for other people. So when I was in San Diego Comic-Con and I was in the room when they announced it, the reaction it got and people openly like openly crying and stuff, I was hyped for them. And I'm excited for those people to get what they want. Because I hope that someday the things that I want in Star Wars happen. Makes those two happen. So, I would hope that they would be happy for me. That being said, I've never been a big fan of the Clone Wars because I'm not really connected to the prequels. Like, I like the prequels, they're Star Wars, I'll watch them, they're fun, but I'm not connected to them like I am with the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy. So, I feel like people that like the Clone Wars are usually the people that grew up with the prequels. Mm. Generally.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I'm yeah. Fair. yeah. yeah. So,
1: am I excited? Yes. I'm excited for more Star Wars content. I will watch it. I'll probably enjoy it. Whatever. Am I as excited as I am for, like, The Mandalorian? No. Am I as excited as I am for Cassian or Kenobi? No. Just for me, I've never really gotten into the animated shows. It doesn't mean that they're bad or anything. It just means I haven't really gotten into them. That's Mm -hmm. just not my thing. So...
0: Yeah. And, and uh, another thing I know, uh, then this could just be grandstanding for the sake of um, trying to make the fans happy. But, you know, Tracy Kenobio, the PR person for Lucasfilm Animations, like, this is because of you, the fans, Clone Wars saved and all that stuff. And it's kind of true because I talked to people who were involved with making the Clone Wars, and they're like, it is true. Like, these these shows weren't sitting in a can somewhere just not being released like the fan desire and want for this to continue was a big part of this it was canceled. which is awesome it was canceled at one point they do listen to the fans which brings me to solo 2 like it's it's a real thing and uh you know if fans are passionate enough about it and keep banging the drum and saying why it makes sense and that sort of thing they're aware of it James as you pointed out even people at the top of the food chain are well aware of it and stuff like that. So don't ever give up hope. Fans' voices are very powerful. So that's all I'm going to say.
1: And even if you don't care about it, like me, you still support the other fans that do care about it. Because if they get what they want, then you eventually get what you want. Yeah,
0: and we all get (laughs) what we want. It's all great.
1: I hope that people (laughs) Um, didn't leave this being like, Lacey sucks.
2: Sorry. no, no, no. no. They already knew you sucked. All right. The oh. Rise of Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> Burn. Uh, well, I love you, Lacey.
1: It's been fun.
2: It's been <laughs> fun. Uh, <laughs> I've had quite had a right, run. Here. Now,
0: we do James, have a little bit of a... That was a very rotten comment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we do have a little bit of a a, a negative story. I don't want to say it's a negative, but let's talk about it a little bit. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is the lowest rated Star Wars film by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, of course, this doesn't include the Clone Wars the animated. 18%. Show. We, were just, we were just talking about it. Apparently people didn't like that movie. I don't know what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> I skipped it.
2: Uh, no, I'm just messing. Um, but no, Rise of Skywalker, lowest rated uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. John, what do you think about this? How do you, why do you think critics didn't like this movie?
0: Uh, it's I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love the movie, so it's hard for me to say. Um, but 52%, and then I look at other movies and stuff, like uh, the new Terminator got like 70%. Um, Attack of the Clones has 65%. Um, other bad movies that uh, weren't that great the Terminator
2: one oh. kind of makes sense to me though
0: dude Jay and Silent Bob reboot which I love Kevin Smith and I love that whole universe I'm a huge View mm-hmm. fan got like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics and that movie is ridiculous like it is mm-hmm. not a good movie so to say like this movie is a, they're, I I feel like they went into it rating it as I'm rating it as a Star Wars movie not rating it as a movie and I think that's unfair um to do that because if you're a critic you're supposed to rate it as a a film and as a movie not as uh i'm just rating it as a star wars movie so um it's weird to me that it's at the bottom of the barrel when you really think about the other movies from the saga so i don't know if it's like a reactionary thing to the last jedi where they all loved it and the fans that were mixed on it now it's the flip where the critics are mixed on it but most fans seem to have uh, taken to it so i don't know it's a very perplexing thing to me um but 52% means half the critics liked it, half didn't, whatever. I mean, I really think the day of critics isn't really a factor anymore. I don't know anyone that I talk to that it's like, well, you know, Jerry Blah from the Tribune said this movie was blah, blah, blah. Because it used to be you would get the newspaper, open it, and there'd be your critic reviews of the movies. And that's how mm-hmm. you got your information whether a movie was good or not. Now we have so many different outlets and personalities and media and ways to absorb uh, what movies are going to be about to the point where you know whether you're going to like a movie going into it. So I think the era of critics is dead, in my opinion. I don't think it matters. I don't think what they say matters at all, and... um, whether a movie gets good reviews or not by critics doesn't hold the same weight to me as maybe it used to when it was the, oh, did this one get four stars or three stars or three and a mm-hmm. half or two? And now it's just like, what? They did 50%. I don't care. So um, that's where I'm at with that. I Whatever. Lacey, what do you got
2: on this one?
1: I'm calling full shenanigans. On this, this is absolutely ridiculous. You've been using shenanigans you're, a lot lately. This is shenanigans. So, you're telling <laughs> me the that stuff. the attack of the clones is sitting at 65%. Look, if I could drop f bombs on this show, I totally would because that is dumb. You're telling me that that movie where he talks about sand and then they awkwardly hang out together, and then because we just watched this. Is better than The Rise of Skywalker. And that The Phantom Menace is better by 1% than The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Look, I get it. You're a film critic. You want to seem edgy and say, oh, The Last Jedi is super artsy. Therefore, it's better. Therefore, this movie sucks. You can like crappy movies. It's okay. And this movie isn't crappy. But if you think it's crappy based on film Twitter, then... Like, why are you a critic then if you're only going to like the stuff that's artsy? I'm sorry. I'm calling shenanigans on this. This is I, this is a bunch of people that are like, oh, poor Ryan Johnson. I'm going to tank this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't work. It made a billion dollars. So you failed. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this is a fair score. I don't think people went into this movie giving it a fair chance. Mm. And it makes me angry because I think you should go into it with just... Let me look at this as a movie and not as, oh, well, how does it compare to The Last Jedi? How does it compare to this or that? Because if you're comparing films, there's no way that Attack of the Clones is better than The Phantom Menace or The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm. I'm done. Spicy. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's the spiciest
1: say, I've ever gotten on this show. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't go that far. Let's not talk <laughs> top three, um, top
2: three. I, I would say this, that first of all, I, I think John you're wrong, but you're so close. I
0: think oh, that thanks buddy.
2: I think that people absolutely. I, I think the day of, of critic criticism of movies and, and movie reviews is absolutely 100% still here. It's not dead. The difference though, is that I don't think people look for a specific source. They go straight to rotten tomatoes, which is an accumulation of all sources or, or maybe like medic or, uh, well, not Metacritic, but maybe Metacritic, but the other one too, uh cinema score. But it's like, there's only like a handful of them, that people go, what's the what's the general? What do people like or dislike about this? And then I think that actually Hollywood in general kind of pushes back against Rotten Tomatoes a little bit. Because they're like, dude, if we don't get a good Rotten, rotten Tomatoes score, our movie's done. Millions out the door. Like, I think it's almost become a problem. People need mm-hmm. to go back to finding their one critic that they trust their point of view on and then go see movies based on that anymore but any days today uh somebody could really like a movie but if it didn't get the thumbs up or or you know they gets a squash tomato uh then people are just like I'm not going to go see it and that movie's doomed um mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah I don't know that that's my point of view on that as far as the the uh, the last jedi thing to to rise the skywalker I I speculated on this when it first came out I could be totally wrong but, I think there might be a little truth too. um critics came out of the last Jedi and they said, "We loved it, we loved it so much, and then there was this huge like fan backlash, and they were like, "Critics are dumb, and they like attacked people specifically. And I think subconsciously there was a little bit of critics trying to get ahead of the game. They went into the movie and they wanted to be on the fans' sides and they were like, it was the worst movie ever, you know? And unfortunately for them, I think the fans were more appreciative of, of the last movie. So then they got the backlash again of like, why is there a divide here? between what the critics are understanding and stuff. Too. I agree with that. And
0: all, I, I think it's possible that there was a, a bit of a influence from the last carryover, like you're saying.
2: Yeah. Um, one other thing too. And, and I don't, I don't know that you guys will necessarily agree with me on this, but like, I don't, I don't love the rise of Skywalker to the extent of like, I think it's like a great movie, but I, I do think that, like I almost feel like rise of Skywalker is, is rated somewhat appropriately on rotten tomatoes, but then I'm surprised that last Jedi is as high as it is. Like, I'm not saying that last Jedi is, is bad. And I'm not saying that Rise of Skywalker is bad. I'm just saying something does seem a little odd that like, why is this one rated so high when it should be pushed Mm -hmm. down? And almost feel like Rise of Skywalker is so low when it should kind of be pushed up. Like, I feel like they're kind of equivalent movies. They both Mm. have clear flaws to me and I don't see why someone who regularly watches all these movies all throughout the year would go into Last Jedi and be like, no problems with that movie at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't see the problems there, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, that's those are good points. I also think you can't rule out, like, it's very face value when you're talking about critics and Rotten Tomatoes and percentages and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Can I say you- one thing? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading the comments, and literally one of the comments... As a review, an official review is after delivering such a brilliant cinematic masterpiece ryan johnson's excellent- excellent storytelling was ignored
2: mhm i mean that I think people think that you know what I mean, and I feel like in from a certain point of view, that's a valid perspective, but it's also i don't know yeah
0: sorry john it's also like n-
2: not fair, you know.
0: Well, getting to the – there's always more two things, like, under the surface. Like, people are going to listen to this and say, like, you're wrong. They have integrity, and they do their job, and they're professionals. But I'm calling BS on that to an extent, too, because there's also a jaded political element to this sort of thing also. Like, if you're a writer for a trade and that who happens to also be a Rotten Tomatoes certified critic – and you get invited to go visit the set of Terminator: Dark Fate, and you get to speak to the actors and the producers, and they set you up, and you're like, "Hey, take care of us, you know on your on your write up on this, um, you know, we'll show you this, we'll give you access to that." It butters you up to almost like like something more mm. than you would. I mean, I know this is a fact. I've talked to people who've told me that this type of thing happens, and then you know, you. Um, Say like hey, I got you know this upcoming project. I'll give you you know the visit to that and stuff like that let's let's take care of each other and wink wink and I'll scratch your back you scratch mine that's that's Hollywood that exists without a doubt. And then you see them people like giving that Terminator movie a seventy percent or whatever on uh Rotten Tomatoes when that movie was a steaming pile of crap Terminator Dark Fate. did you see it? Yes, I finally saw it terrible first five mm-hmm. minutes I was like they just ruined the entire franchise um but and then the ending was just. It's heinous. Uh, but, um, and then, you know, the the same people turn around and say The Rise of Skywalker is garbage. And it's just like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of politics in play in Hollywood. I know it is with award shows. And it doesn't shock me if, you know, it's a scratch your back. I'll, uh, you, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of thing with these types of situations as well. I am a jaded person. And the more I hear from people about these types of situations, there's always more to things than just... Now they, they're a critic and they didn't like it. There's, mm. And sometimes that's the case. Uh, I'm that's not basically it's what not. I was
1: saying. Is like, it's never just, I didn't like this movie. There's something else going on with a lot of these reviews.
0: Yeah. and mm. Because the, the
1: movie's not a bad movie.
0: But even if you don't like it, and I'm not here to say people shouldn't not like the movie. Right. I sure. think if you didn't like the movie, you didn't like the movie, that's fine. I'm just saying there's also a lot of other factors that we have to consider that go into this for some people. That's all I'm saying. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, to, to your point, I definitely know that, um, that there are people out there that are actively against the way that Disney handles star Wars. Like why are we interviewing people when they won't even let us see the movie? You know what I mean? Like they, they think that that's ridiculous. And I've even heard people say that we should boycott and say that we're not going to cover your movie unless you allow us to see it before you do press. Um, and because they're the star Wars and Disney in some cases are the only company that's trying to pull that. And it sucks. They're, they're saying as, as reporters or people who are supposed to be doing these junkets, cause they're like, I don't know how, how does it feel to return to this character when they can know nothing about the movie or the film or mm-hmm. anything? Um, so it's kind of like Disney holding them hostage. Um, but I also, I, I also think that, Man, people get buttered up and sent to these events, and they take advantage of all the free stuff that they get, and the movie comes out, and they're like, hey, man, my job is to not be bought. My job no, is I to know. say that movie get sucked.
0: Yeah. Right? I'm not saying every situation, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying in some where... Because we
1: saw people at the premiere that had special experiences that told us that the movie sucked. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And- so, um... Yeah, like, I wouldn't shock me if when Ghostbusters comes out, Bresnikin gives it a 10 out of 10. That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
2: Hey, man, Bill Murray asked him. That is, um, if you haven't
0: seen that story, (laughs) Bresnikin being on the set of the new Ghostbusters and talking to Bill Murray about wearing proton packs that is like the dream. So good for Brett. Yeah. That's and it's
2: like the big thing in his story too cuz it was like what he wrote about in his tweet. It's the headline. I skimmed yeah. through the story a little bit and he's like, "So let me tell you what happened on the set." So and it's like the same thing again. I'm like, "This yeah. the whole meat of this is that the Bill Murray thing." Dude. All right yeah. guys, we got one story. Let's cook through it. Let's cook through it because we're running on time here. Uh, last thing was is that uh, we got some alleged concept art coming uh, from what, what seems to be Colin Trevorrow's episode nine leaks. So we got uh, – we talked about it last week with the outlaw, John Rocha. Uh There's these scripts, right, that came out, and apparently these are Colin Trevorrow's scripts. Well, a couple of days later, of course, after we release our episode, uh, they also – magically get leak, uh, some artwork. We got, I think 20 photos that kind of highlight specific things that were mentioned in the, uh, scripts. So it seems to line up. I don't, I don't see someone coming along or multiple people coming along and making this artwork and signing it with their names and, and labeling it black diamond without some legitimacy to it. But, uh, let's talk about it. Lacey, what did you think of the artwork? Do you think it's real? Did it uh, change your perspective on the script itself?
1: Yes, I think it's real. Uh, It didn't necessarily change my mind because, again, the way I'm looking at this is what could have happened, but it doesn't change my opinion on the last movie we watched, The Rise of Skywalker, Mm -hmm. which I think sometimes people are, you know, even when I posted one of these photos with how cool it was a lot of the responses were like, we were robbed or, oh, we could have had this. And I'm like, yeah, but what we got was awesome. So it, it's like, it's not, it's a lose, lose in the sense of like, nobody wins from this stuff coming out. Uh, That being said, I like to think that, you know, Colin Trevorrow has a content schedule that he's got going with releases (laughs) and he's (laughs) publishing stuff in Hootsuite and like getting it ready to go and stuff like that. The
2: entire, uh, (laughs) uh, road to, Duel of Fates has been leaked. It's like five (laughs) novels, a couple comic (laughs) series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, my favorite image, which was the one that I tweeted, was Luke grabbing the lightsaber as a force ghost. I just thought that was like one of the coolest images in this collection, but like also in concept art. Like the idea that a force ghost can physically grab a lightsaber and it's like sparking and stuff. Like, to me, that was just, like, a power move that, like, might have been ridiculous in the movie. We talked about this with Roka a little bit. James, you specifically said, hey, it sounds great on paper, but, like, when you see it, it might be dumb. That might be the case, but this image is just super cool to me. Um, okay.
2: Can, can I jump in real quick?
1: Sure. Because
2: <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect time. That image right there, I think, is yeah. the exact reason why I proposed the question, did it change your mind a little bit on what was happening? Because... To me, I hear they're going to Mortis and they're fighting on Mortis. I go, that's cool. That's interesting. I would have liked to see that ties in with the show. Then I Mm. see an image of Luke Skywalker grabbing the lightsaber, which is very specifically something that the father did to Anakin to prove to him that he was bigger, stronger, and more of the force than he could possibly ever imagine. And in that case, The father was demonstrating himself as one of the few and and probably the most powerful force wielders, which is a new concept to show me that picture of Luke Skywalker holding the lightsaber in, in a lot of ways proves to me that Colin Trevorrow's idea for Luke Skywalker is that he didn't just become a force ghost. He became the father. Or he, or he became a force wielder, and I'm like, that is some really cool stuff. That's even more tied into. Let's just make the planet Mortis. Uh, it's like a full understanding of what that is. So, I'm a little bummed we didn't get that. I still like the Rise of Skywalker. You want it? You want it? But, uh, but there's some stuff in there that I was like, that would have been really cool to see too.
0: You know, I. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I don't care about <laughs> Mortis. I don't care. I think it's a dream. I think it's a black hole. I don't think it's real. Uh, oh, it's definitely real. It stops time. Like, I don't know. In my canon, I, my own canon, which is the real canon, uh, it's it's, uh, it's a fairy tale land. Um, Even if you
2: think it's a dream, it shows up in Rebels in physical form. It's right there. There's a mirror. I
0: know, but I don't care. So yeah, Just saying. Um, I think from a dream. movie perspective, general audiences would have been like, what? Who? Uh, I think I think it would have missed the mark a lot with general audiences. Diehards would have been like, "Oh my God, Mortis! Yeah, Mortis!" Um, but nah, not 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 in the, You don't you don't just like ignore it for eight movies and be like, Mortis, 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 and beat people over the head with Mortis because it was in a an animated series. I think that would have been a big mm-hmm. mistake. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that again. Um, the content. Lacey's
2: gonna finish her thoughts though. I thought she was done.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't. No, I jumped in. Oh, geez.
1: So, (laughs) it's okay. Uh, Yeah, so Luke grabbing lightsaber to me was cooler than Luke lifting an X-Wing as a force ghost. It was like one of those things that you're just like, it is. this is so much cooler than anything that we got with Luke. Um, And overall, I mean, a lot of the images were what I thought was LOL, which is lots of Luke just like everywhere. Like, he's a force ghost, and he's confronting people, and he's teaching people, and like, it brought a lot of him in, which we got to see more of him as the Luke I remember in the original trilogy, especially in Return of the Jedi, which is this optimistic, we're gonna win this, like we're in this together. I'm gonna help you, Luke, and not the grumpy old man that's like drinking milk and killing fish and stuff and like, get off my yeah. land. Um I thought the Ray wearing the Luke Skywalker shirt was pretty cool. It reminded me actually of an outfit that Daisy Ridley wore during the press conference for Last Jedi, which was like I picture
2: like she got it on T public. It's like a Luke Skywalker shirt.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, like the (laughs) flap thing. Which it was so obvious that it was Luke Skywalker shirt that I was like, is that like supposed to be Luke's shirt or is it supposed to be just like obviously she's wearing a it was very
2: obvious. So obvious that I didn't even know that. I didn't even that didn't even pick up on that at all.
1: Really? The the black flap shirt?
0: Yeah, I saw that immediately.
1: Oh. No. Uh the double lightsaber was really cool. Hux killing himself looks like all the art that I've seen of Kylo killing himself. So I was like, as long as it's not Kylo doing it, then I
2: saw I the image I'm okay. and I thought, that's Kylo. Oh my gosh. Like at first I was like, John is so close. But it's actually yeah, Hux. So close. that's
1: what I thought of. Um and then the two other things that stood out to me uh were the shot of Finn screaming Ray from TFA that they clearly hmm. just took a screenshot of TFA and just like moved it over and like drew it in digitally. And then, uh, the shot of Leia with BB eight was like super, super cool. And I loved it. She was all in white and she's kneeling and she's talking to BB eight. I just thought that was like such a fan service moment that I would have thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. It's cool. Art's cool. I like concept art. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, I'm done what's the now. Name of the guy, <laughs> Torvalum Tor, Torvalum Torvalum something like that. Um Yeah, yep. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but yeah, I I don't know. He looked he looked interesting to me.
0: This this stuff seems very uh noir like sci-fi, dystopian, dark mm-hmm. feeling to me. I think the it city been, was definitely. I think it would have been a much mm-hmm. different feeling if this is what the tone was going to be for the movie. Um so and it, it almost felt like someone's like, Let me try to be as Ralph Macquarie as I can possibly be and mm. and make that happen. Because like when I look at this art, I think of like Blade Runner. I don't think of Star Wars. Um and a lot of Ralph Macquarie original art does give you that 2001 Space Odyssey feel, you know? It yeah, doesn't look like Star Wars say, either. So um
2: I think it, all of the Star Wars art, even Force Awakens last Jedi and stuff, all it kind of feels like that to me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't necessarily love or hate this stuff. I think Luke grabbing the lightsaber looks kind of weird to me. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Trevorrow stories as it is. But some of this stuff, like they always do, I think will pop up against somewhere else because they own it. It's their art. They can say mm-hmm. that look on Coruscant. We're going to bop that in over here. Uh, This you know creature or something, we're going to use that over here. So they never throw anything away. So it's very possible what you see here, uh, you may see repurposed somewhere else, kind of like how Mimbin was supposed to be, I believe, in Rogue One, and they used it for Solo, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, just remember these images, really, more than anything, and know that some of these like backgrounds or or vehicles or, and all sorts of things may find their way uh, on screen in one way or another down the line.
2: What would you think of R2? Point? Oh, yeah. That nope. was the big one that I was <laughs> expecting you to say something about I'm it.
0: Not even, I didn't even see it deleted delete
2: um yeah i I was gonna i was thinking that too john i'm glad you pointed it out that there's there's no reason that if they felt that they wanted to they were like hey we're getting some good feedback actually from this stuff and since it's our property and we actually own all this stuff like we could technically um do something with it like the like the revolt on coruscant there's no saying that the first order didn't go to Coruscant. There's no saying, I mean, we look in all over the galaxy, they obviously like Holdo maneuvered over Endor, you know? So it's like people are revolting in different ways all across the galaxy. This was just Colin Trevorrow's way of showing it like a little bit more in person, not just like what happened on Exegol only. Yeah. So we could get these stories from other, of planets and stuff too. But, um, If you guys don't have anything else to say, I think that's it for the resistance rundown and we can. Resistance rundown? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I did the whole thing. I meant to say that we're getting ready to head into the scoundrels report.
0: (laughs) All right, Lacey, what do we got here?
1: Time for the scoundrels rundown. Oh. (laughs) You guys ready? Now
2: it sounds weird to say it. Yep.
1: One, two, three. Punch-outs! It's been a while. Okay, guys, for our patrons over on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, our Attack of the Clones commentary is up. Yay! I I know I went on a bit of a rant about... 15 minutes ago about attack of the clones but we actually had a lot of fun watching it and it was actually i think one of our best commentaries yet because we went into it just like enjoying it um lacy our commentary is
0: officially fresh on rotten tomatoes so
1: apparently 65 (laughs) percent
0: no our commentary is fresh
1: oh check (laughs) Yes, very fresh. Uh, You can get the audio and video version over there. We had a good time, so definitely check that out. And speaking of commentaries, we're almost going to hit the next one, which is kind of crazy, which would be John's favorite of The Empire Strikes Back. That's going to be a big movie for you, John. We're going to have to set like time limits for you to talk. Otherwise, it's just going to be a John commentary. (laughs) But, guys, starting at $2 a month, Uh, You can support us there at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. I said that fast, resistance broadcast. Uh, And you can have different types of access, including chats and mini episodes, all different types of stuff. And of course, con event season is coming up, which is very crazy. There's shows like every weekend, every state. You and McGregor and Anakin are coming up to Boston sometime soon. <laughs> All different types of stuff. But if there's somewhere you would like to, us to go, you'd like to see us, let us know on Twitter at RBATSWNN or you can email us at resistancebroadcast at resistancebroadcastgmail.com. Anything you guys want to add?
2: No. Um, I- you sure Kenobi's doing convention? I'm just kidding.
1: He is. No, no. Yeah, and he's going to have a great show.
0: Lacey goes, You and McGregor and Anakin will be at Comic-Con <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> All right, until next time, Chewie, get us out of here.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, it is time for Ask the Resistance.
2: I've been wondering, what are midi-clones?
0: We asked you guys to send us questions, you did, and we picked a bunch of them that we thought you would like to hear us talk about, and we're going to get into them now. Uh, Four questions, uh, one each, followed by one for all of us, so let's kick things off. Lacey, are you ready? This first one is going to you.
1: As long as it's not about Attack of the Clones.
0: Okay, finding new question for Lacey... (laughs) That one was, why is Attack of the Clones fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? But (laughs) we'll skip to this.
1: Shenanigans, that's why.
0: That one was by JL1977. So, burner account for George Lucas, maybe. Who knows? Um, JL? (laughs) GL. Sorry, I screwed everything up. All right. (laughs) Take two. This one is from Fielding Wooters at F. Wootz. And (laughs) they asked, if you were to remove one scene... From each of the sequel trilogy movies to make the movie better for you, Lacey Gilleran, which would you remove?
1: I kind of want to, so I have one for TFA and one for The Last Jedi, but I can't really think of one for The Rise of Skywalker because I feel like I have to see it again. It's been a a couple weeks that it's not fresh in my head. How many
0: times have you seen it? Three. Oh, so you haven't seen it since we, James was out here? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I have not. All right. Um. Okay, so TFA, I don't know if this counts, but the helicopter shot at the end of it.
0: The- <laughs> oh, you hate that helicopter shot.
1: I <laughs> hate So I was actually talking about it with a couple people, too, in video production, and they were all like, the helicopter shot's terrible. And I was like, right? Am mm. I right? Yeah. It's terrible. Get it out of here. It's stupid. Makes mm. no sense. Mm-hmm um the last jedi i would cut out cano bite completely just cut it out popular pick it's popular but it makes sense to me because it's what i fast forward every time i watch it Mm -hmm. sorry um that or dj and rose and finn breaking into that room i'd cut that scene out too that seems just boring to me um Rise of Skywalker. I'm trying to like think of something that like I didn't like about that movie and I honestly can't think of anything except Ben Solo dying, but I can't cut that out because then it doesn't make sense for the rest of the movie. Um I guess Ray being on Tatooine, I could cut that out and be okay with it.
0: So what it ends with them celebrating at the end there in the jungle? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. I could cut you that
2: out. You would probably okay. get rid of the bullyo like win the war scene.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. What? Mark Hamill's weird win the war. Is that a scene? That he says. I, it's that one scene where it cuts between Poe and Chewie and then Finn and Bulio. Bulio starts with an English accent, ends with a New York accent. I don't know what happened, Mark Hamill. What were you doing? I'd cut that out.
0: Mm, right. <clears> or I'd cut of- the
1: end. Most likely the end. Because the Bulio thing I can just kind of ignore. The Ray thing, I, I think I would want to get rid of it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Wooters. Um, All right. Next, (laughs) James. This is from John Riley. He snuck this one in on Patreon. So good for John to do that. Um, That's how you light speed skip to Ask the Resistance, right straight through uh, light speed skipping. And John skipped his way to this question, James. Will the new Clone Wars episodes take us past the events at the start of Episode 3 or even past... Order 66. So we said earlier we think it's going to be in the mix. Are we going past it? Well, yeah. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I think I already kind of answered this question um, earlier. I made it very clear that I think things that happen in the show are going to be during Order 66, so that mm-hmm. is – past the events of the start of episode three and past the events of order 66 order six has happened this show will end after that is all done i almost almost go as far to say that we might see darth vader in the suit in clone wars but i can't I, I don't want to promise it.
1: i think so too i absolutely think that Yes. I think mm-hmm. it
2: makes sense and you get like a Clone Wars version of him and people will And really then it like leads that. into
1: rebels. <sighs>
0: mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think that the Clone Wars will end teasing us where we're gonna pick up with Kenobi in his series? No. Okay. All right. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Uh are you Ahsoka'd out or you do you want more Ahsoka content in your life?
2: Um, I mean, I'm I'm fine with Ahsoka. I'll I'll say that I would rather see later Ahsoka than this version of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But clearly, if they're gonna tell the end of the story and stuff, this to me is not like Star Wars decided to go down that route. They're like, you know what? We really need to do. We really need to end the Clone Wars. I think they were just like. I know we know you guys want this. So we're going to do this on a side thing. We're totally, but that's not, that wasn't our vision. You know, I think they have the stories and the directions that they want to go. I think this is just like a one for us and then we'll do one for you kind of thing. Right on. Which could be the rebels thing too. The sequel rebels as well,
0: you know, allegedly. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Thank you, uh, John Riley for that question. Thanks for being a patron. All right, next, Obi John Kenobi at Star Wars Dude sixty five. Um, so this was, I believe, this is the guy who, um, if correct me if I'm wrong, was wearing the a Little Two Happen shirts. at who is it? Galaxy's Edge Star Wars Dude sixty five. Sounds familiar. I
1: hmm. think he was one of. There's mm-hmm. a. There's a couple people.
0: A couple people have that shirt. Um. All right. He asked, after The Force Awakens, there was quite a bit of speculation around Rey being a Palpatine, since her fighting style with the lightsaber was very similar to Sidious in Revenge of the Sith. Do you think this was an intentional clue as early as TFA or just a coincidence? All right. I think this was just a coincidence. I don't think there was ever a plan for Rey, for Rey to have been a Palpatine until JJ took over episode nine. If you put a gun to my head when JJ wrote The Force Awakens, I if he was if if his plan was to make Ray not a nobody, this will make Lazy happy. I think in his mind he had Rey being a Kenobi.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: But things change. He took a different route. They saw Ray in The Last Jedi going straight to the dark. A lot of her character development in The Last Jedi has to do with her instincts being dark, her anger being intensified. Right. That is the opposite of what Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kenobi is the truest of true Jedi, in my opinion.
1: The go, if you will.
0: Lit, Gosh, it's just... I haven't heard that one before. My God. It's just... Uh, yeah, and people eat that stuff up. People love Lazy's little... Like, oh, the, like, Yeah. I just Lacey just so spot on with that. Um, no, but I, I feel like I feel like Kenobi is the epitome <laughs> of a Jedi in the post Jedi Order era, and I don't think his. Even though people are like, "Well, Anakin Luke was good, even though Anakin was evil," I get that flip there. I just don't think JJ saw that as an opportunity to pursue that anymore. So he went down the different route. And they're like, "Oh well, Kathy wants us to bring in Palpatine." if we make ray tied to him we can make that parallel and then make that fit so i think that was his call there mm-hmm. so i don't i think it, it it is a similar fighting style and now you know art evolves based on how we see it and based on how holes are filled in now when i rewatch tfa as though she is palpatine's granddaughter i can make those connections myself um i think george lucas benefited from fans interpretations of his stories Uh, to make him look more like an artist than he really was. Uh, I think that's the beauty of being an artist is that when people point things out, they're like, did you mean to do this? If it's it's a smart thing, you're always going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That's why I did that. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) So, but uh, in this instance, I do not think uh, it was a plan. So uh, thanks for that. And now the final question. We're all going to take a crack at this one. So uh, at Matt Phoebe pod so um a master and an apprentice they asked us with the release of the final season of the clone wars next month what is the clone wars legacy to the overall star wars story to each of you hashtag clone wars saved i can't wait till we can use hashtag made solo to happen guys (laughs) you know um i'll start i'll give my take real quick the legacy of clone wars to me is ahsoka tano i think. because that show uh, introduced her. It developed her from a young Padawan into this BA Jedi hero. And if you compare the Clone Wars to the prequel movies, she's the one thing that stands out beyond the others that are involved in the movies. So I think the legacy of the Clone Wars is the development of that character. Um, It's become a fan favorite character. So I think if you Look at the Clone Wars years and years down the road. People are going to say, like, what's the standout and the highlight from that series and its contribution to Star Wars? I would have to say it's just plain and simply the character of Ahsoka Tano. Um, Whether you love or dislike the Clone Wars, I I like it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, I think that would be the standout there because she has transcended beyond that show and moved on to other things. And I think... They made books and and stuff like that. So it's like when you have a boy band, and the one person goes off and becomes the Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, and the rest are on the shelf. That's Ahsoka. She
2: said he said boy band.
1: Yeah, I know, but he's talking about a girl, (laughs) so I gave a girl example.
0: Yeah, either way, girl band, Spice Girls. I don't know. know, Did one of them become famous? You get the drift. But uh, yeah, I think Ahsoka Tano. What about you guys, James?
2: Um. Well, you a hundred percent stole mine. Oh. That's exactly what I was going to say. And Lacey's kind of like, oh my God, because she was already shaking her head at John. So I will take, I will, I will risk stealing Lacey's and I will say Darth Maul. I think that when Pete, no, I didn't take Lacey's. I will say that when people talk about the Clone Wars, they always refer to it as the thing that brought Maul back or saved Maul or anytime Maul's, brought up or referred to uh from someone who only watches the movies, it's like the first thing they go to. Well, yeah, well, but but there was this other thing, and they totally bribe back, and he had these spider legs. That was what I heard for years and years and years before I started even watching it. I was like, apparently, Maul's still alive. I don't know. He's like running around <laughs> with spider legs or something. And, and straight up, like that's that's kind of what happens. Yeah. You know, the whole like uh, stuff with Mandalore and all that, all that, and the dark saber and all that. I I really think that Maul. Is uh the it's like Clone Wars saved, but it's like mall saved. It's like they were like, What a wasted opportunity. All right, we'll fix it. We're we're gonna bring that's, him back.
0: That's fair. That's a good answer. All right, Lise, I'm anxious to got? hear
2: Lacey's answer because she's yeah. gonna have a good one since considering we had two good ones and
0: <laughs> You can't say I'm gonna say, you can't say
1: Ahsoka. The, oh, okay. And the oh, reason why really? Oh, because
2: yeah. you were shaking your because he took yours.
1: Yeah. The reason because is the question is something like, What has it done for Star Wars? Outside of just Ahsoka being a character, Ashley as a person has changed Star Wars because you had a character that everyone hated at first. Everyone hated this this character so much and they were like, Get this character out of here. She's the worst. And she stood up and was like, No, I care about this character. This character's great. I'm gonna stand by it. And then on top of that, she then changed the fashion industry and said, oh, you're not making stuff for girls. I'm going to start making stuff for girls because you should all be paying attention to that. And she changed it. No one was doing any female Star Wars fandom stuff until Ashley. And she has built this dynasty empire of representing what's everything good about fandom and standing by what you believe in and standing up for people that believe in a character so much that she believed in. And just being overly positive and focusing on what's important, and that's why Ahsoka is the most important out of Clone
2: Wars. All
0: right. That's also, good too,
2: answer. just in general, the whole like they ma- it makes the prequels better is a real thing too.
0: Yeah, that's sure. fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, a lot of Clone Wars talk in this episode. We don't talk about phone oh wars goodness. a lot. Yeah. All right. So that does take us to the end of the show, though. So I want to thank everyone for uh, listening and watching, being a part of the resistance, joining us in the resistance base today. Uh, we hope you had a good time. Um, if you're new, make sure you are subscribed to us. Uh, you can do that very quickly and simply on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, get involved in the conversation there. You'll notice that people like to continue the narrative and point out things from the episode in the comments and have exchanges. Get involved. Um, And honestly, truthfully, the more comments and discussions you have on there and more you pay attention to our videos, the more we grow and and more people find us. So we really appreciate that. Um, You and your spreading of the word of the Resistance Broadcast is what has been helping us grow. So uh, please don't take that for granted. Uh, please spread the word. Keep telling your fellow Star Wars fans about us because believe it or not, even though you know us and you love us, a lot of people don't even know Star Wars pods exist. So please keep spreading the word, telling your fellow fans. We appreciate that. Um, uh, Make sure you are also going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, I want to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. You heard Lacey talk about it before. We have five tiers starting at just two bucks a month. We're about to hit our next goal, and I really can't believe it. It's been uh, amazing. Amazing run so far. Uh, and the support you guys give us makes us able to do so much more. As you notice, our other videos and different types of content popping up on the channel. You should see on the page uh, the of the exclusive stuff that we're doing over there. We have a Discord chat for tiers three and up. Our generals get to be on the show. A lot of great stuff, so just go check it out. Again, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to sign up, there's five tiers for you. Pick one that's best for you and join us. We really appreciate the support. Thank you so much. I do want to say it's special extra General, thank you to our generals, and that is Mello, Brian Chalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David probus John Reesey, JG Cars, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, aka Gary, and Michael Gaines, and of course Val Trichkoff. Woo! What a list. Thank you, Generals, so much for all of your support. Uh makes a little two happen. You guys know where to find it. T public.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. We may have a new shirt coming your way. Very excited about it. And if it's not out yet, say James finish the shirt. You guys can find me on Twitter. It's
1: not him holding it up. It's me.
0: It's all of us. Really? Um, (laughs) It's not his fault. You guys can. um, It's, it's, it's jokey, jokey time. It's none of Um, our
2: fault. It's all of the Jedi's fault. That's true.
0: That's true. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James, how about you? Uh,
2: Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks.
0: Lacey?
1: People can find me on Twitter and Instagram talking about how Kenobi is the ultimate goat at Lacey Gillarin.
0: Among other things, right? 10K. (laughs) 10. Stop. You're being... (laughs) <laughs> so. um g- guys we hope you have <gasps> a great week we're coming back to you know we took a break last week when we had john roca on but our sequel trilogy character discussions are picking up again this thursday and this time speaking of all the jedi james we're going to talk all about ray and her arc from tfa through the rise of skywalker so uh um, get your scavenger cells ready and we're gonna have a good time and until then we'll see you next time on the resistance broadcast see you around kids